0: no stairway
1: denied
0: these are not normal times uh, this is not acceptable
1: sometimes i guess there just aren't enough rocks apparently not this is the brian suits show hey i'm something ktth brian Suits here see if you miss that m then that's not a party that's a mass poisoning and that ain't methanol pardon me that's that ain't ethanol see <laughs> don't miss the m folks and uh, speaking of South Africa, you know who needs to mark World Nelson Mandela Day? Someone who also knows freedom from a royal family, uh, that and more. It's AM 770 KTHH, Brian Suits here. How, y- how y'all doing? We'll be back right after this, after we get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTCH, Brian Sears here, and the, um, believe it or not, there are national things uh, today. The president is mulling a, uh, a declaration of climate emergency, and I don't know what that would entail, but uh, anyway, according to some sources, Biden could declare a climate emergency as soon as this week. And you're seeing with the fairly breathless uh, coverage, the the high temperatures in Europe, um, the, the, the likes of which none of them have ever experienced because they're not Chaucer and it's not the medieval warming period where, of course, no one in Britain today is growing wine grapes, but they were during Chaucer's time. But sorry, I had to bring that up, but it's, when they say unprecedented, well, yeah, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not unprecedented.
2: I've and heard a lot of Celsius jokes over the Celsius. past 48 hours. How, why, why are they so hot over there? It's only 40 degrees. They, Pause.
1: Uh, Celsius. You know, obviously, if you're English, you know, it's really warm. It, it, late July and August is really warm in Finland.
2: It's also really hot in Texas right now. Some cities hot southward AF. are going to be upward of 112 degrees and today. What's
1: not getting any coverage is where the hell did summer go in the Pacific Northwest? It was 49 at my house at 2:30 in the morning. I let the dogs out, uh, and they're you know they're freezing. They're shivering. <laughs> it was, I it was actually 49 till like 19. It. I don't either. But how come no one is pointing out that we have a colder than normal? summer because we
2: we live in one of the greatest places for weather in the world well it also goes against
1: the narrative that we're all burning up uh, and and, you know and all that
2: it's hard to feel that we're not when you look at what's happening around the world i don't know i'm I'm torn on this issue for years brian i'm not afraid to admit it i poo-pooed the whole climate thing but it lakes are drying up all around the U.S. not not just in uh, Nevada and, but in Utah. Uh, and, and only
1: a fool would deny that the climate changes. Uh huh. You know, that, to me, that's always been the issue uh, is the the shortness of of, of human experience we, on the average eighty one years on this sublunary Earth, and you know the whole thing. You
2: think it's plausible the Great Salt Lake fills up again ten years from now? That well, this ten is years, from a... now, 1, years from now, maybe a thousand years from now. I'll look forward to that. <laughs>
1: well, that's the entire point. Is is that are we're, we're you know we're we're thinking that no no right now we've changed the climate. Uh, we did it. See, it's changed before with before internal combustion. Uh, there was you know, ask the typical person who's bleating about this today. Ask him, has it ever been warmer in the past? Inevitably, ninety five percent of them will say no. And ask them what's the percentage of CO two in the atmosphere, and they'll say, "Yeah, it's like twenty percent, by a factor of a thousand, you know, over." And um, and so when I when I see weather reported as evidence of climate change, it, it just indicates to me that they lack this perspective. And- I was
2: a little annoyed at this viral video I saw on Twitter uh, two days ago of a wedding in Hawaii and there's this big wave on the beach that comes and pours over the tables at the event. And the headline was something like with the rising of the tides, we're oh. going to
1: be seeing more. And I'm like one way. It's a rogue a wave.
2: They happen.
1: <laughs> and then I've even seen that, you know, earthquakes, but um, possibly as the crust of the earth warms, <laughs> whatever. And, yeah uh, you know like like I say, believe it or not, in Europe, it's been warmer in the past in and in, in recorded history when they say recorded weather history, they mean uh with the precision of modern instruments going back to the first thermometer um then okay, daily records were were taken and and the whole thing what what's funny is is like in Japan, they have five hundred years of tidal records um they were thinking of that well before you know, Honky McGill was in, in Europe or anything, but, but, uh, so anyway, seeing, seeing anomalies covered as weather, uh, or pardon me, as climate is, is really, because We're not hearing about the unseasonable coldness of certain places in North America, but, uh, but we're just hearing that a, uh, airport was closed in Luton in England yesterday because they, they said the runway was melting. Well, no, they, they had taxiways that were what we would call blacktop. And in, in Britain, the standard for pouring blacktop is a little different than frickin' Mojave, California, okay? And so that you can land a 747 on a on a typical four-lane street in, in Palmdale, California, at, on August 1st, <clears throat> um, because the construction standards are different than in England, but... Here's one I'm not, thing. If I, I'd, be, I'd be out of work as a news writer yes, as of yesterday. Right. But it's been warmer in the past. I'm not going to lead with that. Okay, thank you. Climate change is real. Now, the
2: human impact on it, to what degree, I'm unsure of. It's very hard to unpack all the science on this and come up with a definitive conclusion. In my mind, that's my personal opinion. What I also know to be true is, as a student of history... Every generation thinks their moment is the most important in human history. It's pivotal. We're We're
1: almost at the point of no return, Greg.
2: Every society wrestles with narcissism. We're the most enlightened. We know the most the things that are happening, the events in the world. They've never been more critical than right now. And so it's very difficult as a consumer of the news and wanting to align your feelings with the truth. To come up with some form of accuracy when dealing with, well, you got people with biased opinions over here who are telling me one thing. You've got objective observers over here. You've got a narcissist generation that always wants to make every story heightened and hyperbolic. And so I don't know what that all adds up to. Ultimately,
1: it's, you know, if it's about me, it's about my generation. So when someone says uh, enough, enough, they should throw Republicans in jail because the science is settled. Okay, anyone who says that about the COVID, the masks, the climate changing, anyone who says, don't question the science, the science is settled. I, I always have to point out that's literally unscientific.
2: Uh, exactly. The that's questioning science
1: point. is the basis of science. Go back 400 years and look at what science
2: has produced. We knew things for certain for a few years and then Utterly flipped on its head. Look where that god
1: Galileo, <laughs> he's still in purgatory. Copernicus is in the flat-out hell. Copernicus was a Catholic priest, and he came up with the orbital model of our solar system. And he explained why it seemed that Mars sped up, and then it slowed down. And the church at first, they said, oh, that's perfect. It, it, it aligns with our with our philosophy, but eh, we are got to put you in hell. Um, oh,
2: Galileo was convicted of heresy and then eventually released from prison and when, died at home. But when it
1: when it turns out that the Earth does orbit the Sun, <laughs> there was a giant mea culpa there. But like I say, Copernicus is still wearing an ankle bracelet. And, and, well, speaking of mea culpa, um I, I I said in this very chair yesterday that that um, armed citizen stopping a, a person bent on a mass killing, and all the pieces were there. Um, A a white male, uh, 20 years old, uh, moved away from mommy and daddy. He had the evil, evil Air 15 the most powerful uh, weapon ever known by man. Uh, The the fat man and little boy bowed to the Air 15 because it's just so deadly. And uh, plucky little 22-year-old with one of these handguns uh, kills the guy. Even though the guy had a mighty, he not, not only had, had a mighty AR-15, he had two mighty ar uh, and But I predicted because of the self-defense angle, it would not be on the news as of last night. Well, uh, at least one network, I, I, I don't account for the other two, because they're on, locally they played national news at weird times. It was weird to me. Like Cairo runs CBS, Cairo TV runs CBS Evening News at 6.30. And, I mean, it's been in the can for three hours. Right during the dinner time. It's just well, who eats at 6.30? 6.30? The Italians? I don't know. I don't know. It's like midnight to me. Um, all right. Uh, we'll come back with that right after this. Uh, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. Let's get you to work with our right wing, traffic. I want
0: it all. And I
1: want it now. You know it all. First thing. The planets are not all in an identical orbit. They're in different elliptical orbits. That's why last didn't last month didn't four planets align or three. This it was is something remarkable, spiritual. Um, no, <laughs> scientific and thoroughly explainable.
2: Oh sure, yeah.
1: Um, <clears throat> well, this was ABC World News Tonight with uh, David David Muir, who who has very large hands. And this is a story from Greenfield, Indiana. and then right into the food court. And tonight, the story of the Good Samaritan, the shopper who was legally armed, stepping in and shooting the suspect. Alex Perez tonight with the police chief there. He's on the scene tonight.
0: Tonight, the new image of the suspect just out. A 20-year-old Jonathan Sapperman, who authorities say used a long gun and AR-15-style rifle, heading into a mall in Greenwood, Indiana on Sunday afternoon and walking straight to the bathroom with a backpack, where they believe he then began preparing. Authorities say Sapperman entered the mall about 4.54 p.m. Sunday with two rifles and a pistol and more than 100 rounds of
1: ammunition. So the guy, the guy spent an hour in the bathroom. Uh, and, and he had a backpack. I don't know if he disassembled the two rifles or, or whatever with, with the ammo, but it, it feels like maybe he was uh, spinning himself up uh, for this, uh, trying to psych himself up or something. On his way out of the bathroom, that's when they say he begins.
0: He comes out, the very first person that he the police chief sees walking into the restroom. He fires on, shoots, then turns the gun uh, to the food court and starts uh, firing into the into the food court. Killed in the shooting, husband and wife Pedro and Rosa Pineda, who were having dinner at the mall's food court, and 30-year-old Victor Gomez. Two others injured. Authorities tonight crediting a bystander, 22-year-old. Del- Elijah Dickin, who was legally armed with stepping in and stopping that suspected shooter before more were killed. How quickly does that bystander hero step in? Within two minutes. The first shot was fired uh, at, I believe, uh, 5.55. Uh, I believe the suspect was neutralized at 5.57. That good Samaritan, hearing the gunshots, jumping into action, killing the suspect. As he was moving towards the suspect very tactically, he was motioning for people to exit behind him.
1: And this- I, I hope the guy sleeps like a baby um, uh, because he righteously killed somebody and saved lives doing it. So I, I hope he sleeps like a baby and, and doesn't uh, have, a, have a second of remorse uh, for that. And is it an unseemly
2: juxtaposition to make, but to think about what happened at Robb Elementary School and then to think the way this non-law enforcement guy acted at this mall outside Indianapolis, striking the difference in the two reactions, no? Yeah. I mean, it's, that, not, it's, no, no, you it's can, not apples to apples, but you see what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, you're you're allowed to juxtapose on, on, on that one. You know, this is a, a citizen watching this unfold, um, taking action, and, and probably... I don't know how Indiana does it for concealed carry. If you have to go through, I mean, pardon me, this is open carry, but he clearly had gone through either. He had gone through scenarios in his own mind or had done mindset exercises, you know, or whatever. And he, he was able to overcome the very, very, very natural fight or flight reflex to haul ass, um, you know, and he overcame that realized I can stop this from happening. And, and he did. So there's a lot of things that, at, at, um, at play there, the fact that I had no military or law enforcement experience, where th- that stuff is part of the training. So no, it's it's remarkable. And you know, if the guy doesn't want notoriety, I understand that completely, absolutely. Um, but his example of what he did, even without a name and a face, uh, is is exemplary. Uh, you know, for for everybody. And I'm, I'm so I I'm all the more glad to pay a hundred bucks to an animal shelter of my uh, choosing, I don't know why I chose animal shelter. They just always need money, don't they? Is there somewhere else? My hundred—it's it's a hundred bucks. Where else? What other charitable donation should it go? According to, to Sarah McLaughlin, yeah, they do need your cash. Oh, oh turn that commercial off! <laughs> oh my God, that's the just quick tangent. This is the thing two, by the way. Oh wait, are we already second, thing. Yeah, second thing? Second uh, thing. You that's blindside me with that sometimes. That's the opposite of how to get money out of me. You'd put that commercial comes on with wet dogs ignored in someone's backyard. I I don't want to see it. I don't. I'm not going to give you money. I, just give me an address. I'll go get rescue the dog.
2: Okay, what would get your money? What kind of ad?
1: Uh somebody sneaking in rescuing the dog. And then I and then if they want me to fund them.
2: Oh, like a raid something like on that. a dog
1: fighting ring yeah. or something in the middle of the night. Well, pit bulls, really? No. Um, but, but, uh, no, I mean, uh, like a border collie. Will yes. You
0: yeah.
1: This is such a Debbie downer. People are turning the radio off and I don't blame them. I'm turning my mic off. so I can cry. <laughs> Second thing. There you go. Oh no. We on the third thing now. You shut up. Um, <clears throat> Hey, King County Republicans. I, I don't get what, what you don't get. Republican activists organizing surveillance of ballot drop boxes in Washington. Ballot drop boxes are in public places by definition. As midterm voting kicks into gear, Republican activists in Washington are organizing surveillance of ballot drop boxes, generating complaints and concern from some elections officials. Uh, Over the weekend, signs were posted near ballot boxes in several uh, Seattle area locations with red letters, red letters, um, warning that the boxes are, quote, under surveillance, close quote, and uh, stating that accepting money for harvesting or depositing ballots may violate federal law. A, there's a QR code on the signs, um, and it goes, when you click on it, it goes to a section of the King County Republican Party website with a form encouraging people to submit election incident reports. Uh, a group calling itself Washington Citizens United to Secure Ballot Boxes is pr- uh, promoting dropbox surveillance statewide. Uh, the King County Republicans uh, disavowed the organization. But I mean, uh, uh, I, I, the and the uh, King County elections and the state attorney general are looking or secretary of state are are uh, looking into, quote, to check on the legality of the effort. Close quote. It's legal to sit there with a folding chair and look at a drop box. I and I, I don't I don't get this. You know, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you. If there's a county where um, unethical, if not illegal, uh, ballot harvesting is going to happen, it's going to happen in King County. It's not going to happen in in Clickitat County. It's going to happen here uh, because we don't do anything original. This has been mastered in other dark blue counties on the West Coast. Mastered to the point uh, where you have a compliant uh, registrar say, in downtown Seattle, and then you have, uh, knowing full well that this is going on, yet denying it, saying, like, oh, there's no there's no uh, documented uh, cases of, of ballot harvesting. <clears throat> well, that that would require that you observe the ballot boxes, for one thing. So if, if you observe it, and then you report to the Register of King County, hey, I saw someone dump 20 ballots in there. Uh, it's a public place. Uh, and their image is public when they're on the sidewalk. I took their picture. You want to see the video? You want to see the st- the the uh, the still pictures? Um, take a sample uh, out of that box and contact the voters and make sure that's their signature. Because if if you don't know what ballot harvesting is, um, the, the, young volunteers for a political party will will go through a neighborhood that they know to be maybe. Um, of, of uh, maybe elderly, maybe infirm, they can't walk around, or they know someone to be handicapped, and they'll say, um, have you voted in the mail-in election? I'll help you. I'll help you vote, and then you sign it, and I'll take it and I'll drop it off for you. It's legal. In, in some places in America, someone can bring up to 100 of someone else's ballots. And, and in, in many cases uh but because they ha- there's it's very difficult to investigate it people will harvest out of your mailbox the mail-in ballot they'll go uh, because they're all delivered by the same mail carrier on the same day they'll walk down the street and they'll take just that out and then the next box will take just that out they'll go to their car and they'll fill 50 of them out um and they'll either drop them off themselves in a in a a uh, uh, ballot box or they'll go somewhere where they'll be remunerated for the anyway th- this is a real thing because they're b- because we've allowed the mail-in ballot system to go crazy um you, you know I, I get mail-in balloting but it, it should be delivered by mail not in a ballot drop box um and and it should be picked up by a mail carrier from a mailbox individual there shouldn't be 50 in a mailbox but we have no way of knowing now do we so anyway, the Republican Party and the King County GOP walked away and said, ah, we disavow that. But, I mean, I, I'd like to know, uh, is there a guarantee? Um, so I'm, I'm going to do everything in person this year. I'm, in fact, I'm going to register in person. I can, I can do that up to primary day. I, I can do a, 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 a whatever it's called, preliminary ballot. But I'm going I'm to register in person. I'm going to vote in person. Uh, and the entire thing. And of all the counties that should, that should know better, I'm sitting in it on the West Coast. I'm sitting in it. So uh, anyway, I, uh, back in a second. Uh, yes, a climate emergency is what the president might uh, declare. Um, and um, the homeless people are killing each other with uh, guns or uh, something. Uh, back in a second, we'll get you to work with the right-way traffic. Hey, I'm seven seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here with the uh, producer Greg, and it's funny because it, it, it's weird. The further you get away from the royal family of, of England, the the more tolerance there is for this idiot Prince Harry, um, it, or I guess the further away you get from British culture. It, it's it was funny though in Australian morning show. Was was lambasting the United Nations uh, yesterday? By the way, Barn with the producer Greg. Do you say lambast or lambaste? Uh, you know, there's no e on the end, then. is there? I
2: don't know. Sometimes there is. I act like I'm educated. I have no idea. In
1: England, you know, they they've had it with Harry, and he's had it with them. You know, to be fair, and so he he fled. Uh, he, he fled. Now lives in relative. Poverty for uh, in a house that they paid fourteen million for in uh, down the, down the street from Oprah in Montecito, California, which if if you like Santa Barbara, well this is the Beverly Hills of Santa Barbara and so what a perfect guy to speak to the world leaders uh, yesterday on worldwide Nelson Mandela day and it was funny I can't find it now but this Australian uh, oh what am I saying it's right here this Australian morning show was was uh, they they were over it they they were over him.
2: Now, Prince Harry has addressed the United Nations overnight to mark Nelson Mandela Day. The Duke of Sussex arrived hand in hand with his wife Meghan Markle for the couple's first public appearance since the Queen's Jubilee last month. The Prince spoke about the long-lasting legacy of Mr Mandela.
0: For me, there's one photo in particular that stands out.
1: And then he goes, blah, 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 my, ha- my mom took a picture with Nelson Mandela, and it's a really moving picture of my mom with Nelson Mandela. So i not not quite sure uh, what, what the message was there, except um, I'm one degree away from Nelson Mandela. The pure delight to be in communion with another soul so committed. One time I shook hands with Kevin Bacon. So uh, touch me. Harry also raised the issue of climate change, calling on world leaders to act now. Uh, Daily Mirror Royal Editor Russell Myers joins us. Um, now, um, Russell, first question, why was he chosen to address the UN General Assembly about Nelson Mandela? So the the, the Daily Mirror guy in London... <laughs> is, Simple question. Is, his, his answer is, I don't know either. It's... Uh, it's a mystery. I think. I think the the answer is obvious. He has a picture of his mom standing next to Nelson Mandela. So, duh. Do you? I certainly don't. Uh, the fact that my mom couldn't stand because she had MS is, is not uh, is is not material to this. And meanwhile, Good Morning America just gushed about it. And you know why? Because he's good looking, and his wife is good looking too.
0: You all on Nelson Mandela International Day. Having spent time with many of Mandela's family members over the years, I speak to you today with humility, mindful of how
1: much the man they loved means to so many. Blah blah blah, climate change. He he went on, you know. So I mean, here here's any he, Forget he has, he and his wife. He had some book that is something like Finding My Freedom or something like that, and he's pimping the book. It's coming out soon. So the UN, who loves celebrities. Uh, had him there, and and it's like the okay, the guy's finding his freedom. He he left a palace, he left being uh, well several heartbeats, his older brother and and his older brother's sons away from being uh, the king, and and not that that was ever you know a, a, a thing, but he fled a royal family and, and uh, to America. Is that finding your freedom? I I uh, I don't know. So of course you have him. Commemorating a guy who spent 27 years in a six by six cell on Robben Island off South Africa. So why why wouldn't you do that? So what's your problem with royalty, Brian? That's my question. I I, 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 <laughs> I you know I don't have any problem with royal families in their country. N- not a problem whatsoever.
2: But, I don't like him coming here to lecture us about climate change or constitutional what mean, rights. What do you mean
1: coming? Here? That that's the other thing. Yeah. As he's up there talking about the erosion of, of uh, constitutional rights and all that. It's like, hey, 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 bro, 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 we were killing your relatives to make you go away. And now you're here. What, what constitutional right are you lecturing us about? You're not even a citizen. And I don't know. I guess I, I, I don't know how that worked. She married... A Brit, he gets a visa to come here. He immediately applies for citizenship. I don't know how that works. If he's a citizen yet, I'm pretty sure he's not. We're because we're. You know why? Because we're gonna hear about it when he is. We're going to hear about it. Um, but uh, anyway, a, 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 a proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. That's how we, he he broke into Lee Greenwood at the end of the speech. So anyway, that that happened. But as I say, Good Morning America was gushing about him. Um, but the it's weird. the The people that kicked a monarchy, a royal family, and its system of government off of our piece of the continent, um, now 250 years later, are, are gushing over one of its uh, less inbred. So he got he got the good end of the GF, the DNA. <laughs> I'll say that um, he's, uh, he's he's lucky enough not to be his uh, Prince Charles son. Ever see a picture of the guy that's suspected to be his real dad? No. Could be his twin. Oh, really? Crazy. Yeah. Of course. that's Those are scurrilous rumors. But I'd like to see the DNA test. Uh, we'll be back after this. Aim 70 KTTH Brian suits here. Let's get you to work with the right-way traffic. 770KTTH, Brian here and uh, producer Greg. I wouldn't wish Nancy Pelosi on anyone, but now she pretty much has to visit Taiwan because China is threatening strong measures if Pelosi visits Taiwan. Uh, China will take, quote, resolute and strong measures, close quote. Should the Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, proceed with reported plans to visit Taiwan, the Chinese Foreign Ministry said Tuesday. Uh, So uh, now she has to go. And that's just that. And in fact, the vice president should go with her and the secretary of defense. And we should preposition a armor brigade on Taiwan. And uh, what are these
2: resolute and strong measures that China is threatening? Well, a a euphemism for
1: (laughs) a she will die a peasant's death. B, I see. She will. They never say resolute and strong measures. And which is what they say when when the us navy i mean for frick's sake when the french navy does a freedom of navigation operation or sail uh through the taiwan strait or nor nearby well, one of the fake islands that the chinese uh, have made in the south china sea they they say the same thing uh they 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 say uh, you know th- this provocation provocation of and by the way um, a, a, a expert in international maritime law and the United Nations Law of the Sea says that sailing just outside the 12 nautical mile limit of the manufactured phony Islands in the South China Sea is giving an acknowledgment of their sovereignty. That if anything, the Australian Navy, Singapore, Vietnam, the United States, uh, uh, India, they should sail 11 and a half miles uh, close to the islands. And tell the Chinese take it to the international um, court of the law of the sea the unclose take it there we'll see you there would love love to hear your defense of this um, because right right now the the the, the Chinese rolled the, the Republic of the Philippines uh, about sovereignty and international limits and the the unclose several years ago like 2014 found the Philippines correct in exerting sovereignty and the Chinese just ignored it And so now that's uh, uh, because they they only agree with international uh, regulations that that benefit them, period. Like, okay, in in 1999, they were, Clinton was just pushing to get China in the WTO. Um, That normalized a bunch of trade relations. It allowed technology transfer or stealing. um, and, And that's that no one in the 90s understood that it was all transactional and it was one way and and that's that so anyway if nancy pelosi goes to taiwan something resolute and strong is going to happen and it's it's not going to be her tank top or what was that <laughs> what was the thing in italy she it was, was in a bathing be- suit and yeah. her jacket flew open yeah. oh god and uh, and she should know there's always a camera <laughs> um Stay buttoned up, folks. The, the Let's see. In Montana, a camper scared off a bear. Then the grizzly came back and killed her. That's kind of the bottom line. Um, the, uh, Leah Locan awoke to a 417-pound grizzly bear a few feet from her tent, uh, so close that she heard the, the bear exhaling uh, and sniffing her. Uh, she yelled, bear, bear, causing uh, two other cyclists uh, to wake up, um, uh, Joe and Kim Cole. They sprang to their nearby tent armed with bear spray uh, and clamoring as much as possible. Uh, da, 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 da. Anyway, the the bear fled. They, they, they made a, a ruckus, the bear fled, and there was bear spray all over. After scaring it off, the woman, visiting from Chico, California, uh moved food out of her tent to a nearby building. Okay, good good move. Armed herself with a can of bear spray. Good move. And declined an offer to stay in a hotel for the night. Bad move. Yeah, that was her last bad move. Um the uh, her death was instantaneous said the re, uh, the report after the bear broke her neck and severed her spinal cord. Uh, anyway, there there's um yeah, once they're That's, territorial. Once it, once they decide that there's food and you you're included in that by the way, then they don't go away till they go away.
2: That has to be one of the most grisly ways to go. Huh? Uh, well, I, I know we shouldn't be joking about. Here, this. Here's the thing. Yeah.
1: Um. This. This is and this. This goes for the Cascades. Believe it or not, it goes for for Eastern Washington, Idaho, and the Rockies. Obviously, Montana. You move the food into the building. You forgot maybe a hundred pounds of fresh raw meat. <laughs> Yourself, your food too. Did
2: you ever see that 2005 film Grizzly Man, the documentary by oh, my. Herzog?
1: I was throwing stuff at the TV.
2: Timothy Treadwell. That
1: idiot killed himself and his girlfriend. Yes. Uh, he had a death
2: wish, but... I know around here he's an environmental...
1: Film. He's a hero for getting no, tourists away from... He was back. crazy. He was a moron.
2: Let's yeah, go he, up to Alaska and live amongst the Grizzlies. That'll end well. There really
1: was something wrong with him uh, up, up in the noggin. Um, and speaking of that... Uh, let me just tell you all if you went and saw the apparently what well, they're claiming to be the last Jurassic Park Dominion that brought Sam Neill from the original, you know, three back with Chris Pratt and, and all that. I don't know why, but I'm I, I was scanning Apple TV last night just wondering, is there anything new? Well, that came up, uh huh. And and I said to myself, self, well, I, I wasn't gonna see in a theater anyway, I don't really recall reviews on it one way or another it's so woke i mean it was what it was unwatchable how so oh uh, because the evil the evil corporations are uh enge- are bioengineering cretaceous locusts to kill all the crops of the earth but not the ones that they grow with their genetically modified crops um and oh my god it was i mean i'm i'm at the last 20 minutes the 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 finale, I went to bed. And I may not finish it. it, it, it you know, it, it, if your kids have never seen one, see the first one. It, it holds up pretty, pretty well. It holds up, I think, great.
2: I think I have a clip from the movie here. Oh, Let's see if I'll I can leave. play it.
1: Let me explain to you how this works. <laughs> you see, the corporations finance Team America. And then Team America goes out, and the corporations sit there, and they're, in their corporation buildings, and 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 see that they're all corporation-y, and they make money. Yeah, sounds like a good flip. It, it was about that level. It was it, it was just so woke. It was environmental woke, right? And and just I didn't know it was that level, uh, but un- unwatchable. And and it was funny because I recalled a story that there was some Make a Wish Foundation thing where a kid got to meet Chris Pratt. And 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 you know the the thing about the Make a Wish Foundation is that the kids are are effectively usually terminal and, and all that, and and the the kid asked Chris Pratt, well, how does the you know if in case I can't see it, how does the last one end? And Chris Pratt gave up the ending to the. That's how little Chris Pratt cared. Oh, no. about he said, well, guess what? The humans win, and and uh, and all that. So having you know, I wish, I wish I had listened to that. I remembered that anecdote and saved nineteen ninety nine. But but uh, no, I mean it, it's. Uh, here's the thing: even the action is. I, I don't want to say. I mean, I know they're expensive movies to make, but the physical model of three ton dinosaurs just didn't look realistic like it did in the actually in even the last one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say I watched some of the original with my son the other day, and a lot of it still holds up. Steven Spielberg, uh, some of the stuff he did uh, fares better than some of the modern special effects that uh, we see today.
1: No, I, I know. Well, uh, we're standing by because it's buying season in Farnborough, uh, England. Uh, Boeing yesterday, as as you heard us break the news yesterday, 100 uh, 737 MAX 10s. Means that uh, Greg's kids will have lifelong employment uh, there at uh, the Boeing Renton facility. Uh, this is uh, the Boeing CEO uh, spiking the football on this baby. Well, it says a lot of things. Um, we always take pride in the quality of our customers and how good they are at their trade, and then therefore what that says about the evaluation of our airplane vis-a-vis whatever we compete against. Their selection of the Dash Ten reflects that, and then. Uh, Subsequently,
0: they, yes, their faith in the Dash 10. It's a persuasive case across the board, across the board.
1: And uh, they promise that uh, poorly trained third world uh, airline pilots will be able to uh, skipper this aircraft without uh, killing hundreds of people. Uh, that's I think it's a placard right uh, right there on the cockpit. Uh, and will, uh, d- too soon, too soon for for, for Max 8, jobs. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, all right. Well, a climate emergency. Uh, you know, never let a emergency go to waste. Never let a crisis go to waste. And certainly not this one. The president could declare a climate emergency. And I, no one has any idea what that means, but he could. Uh, also, uh, dead, dead guy in the Central District, uh, drug overdose suspected, bullet wound found. That and more. It is, uh, the third hour of the 8 o'clock hour takes off right after this. It's AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suter.